Welcome to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. My guest tonight is Heather Robinson of the New York Post. We're still talking about Israel at war. My statement for tonight, regardless of your political persuasion or opinion about Israel, those not standing with Israel or denouncing the actions of Hamas are on the wrong side of history. There are no two sides. Silence is complicit, and the slow response by the Biden administration and some members of Congress to call out Iran, which even referred to Hamas as a terrorist group, speaks volume as to where we are in this country. We can no longer, nor should we, hide the bigotry coming from the left. For the past two years, the world has sat back and watched as the left has demonized anyone not agreeing with their ideology. They have told us that America is systemically racist. If you don't agree with their policies, that you're a bigot and that you're racist. It's donned to shut down any opposition. Now, with the truth staring us in the face of racism and terrorist, the same group who's been calling Wolf for God knows how long, are quiet. They don't want to say anything. The curtains have been pulled back, and we now see without a doubt who the real racist is, who the bigots are. I will say this one more time. Regardless of your political opinion about Israel, how can anyone sit by and watch the brutalization, the barbaric killings of innocent human beings? Well, some would say all the humans that are doing this, they're barbaric. No, they're not humans. They're not even animals. They're cowards. They're barbaric. And they don't deserve to breathe the same air that we're breathing. Heather, how are you tonight? Hey, Rob. Well, I, I'm like all of us. My heart is broken and I'm angry um, also. I think we have seen a level of barbarism unprecedented in the Western world since the Holocaust. We've seen it perpetrated by people who are proud of it. And I feel there's a lot of anti-Semitism and viciousness that's been exposed. There's also a great deal of compassion and solidarity and pity and grief. What I, I'm not hearing as much as I would like um, is anger, righteous anger, and action, a plan to put these people in their place once and for all. One point I'll disagree with you on, Rob, I don't think they're, I do think they're human. Um, I know you're being a little hyperbolic. I do feel sorry for their children. Uh, I do feel sorry for children everywhere, but especially in war situations where it's nobody who's a sane, reasonable, decent person wants to hurt a child, you know, unlike these monstrous people. But I do think that the West saw a little bit of what we're in for 
if we do not get tough with these people, and what by people I mean Islamist fanatics and people who these these people in Gaza, this uh, Hamas and and Hamas's apologists in the West, who honestly I think are in some ways even worse, possibly, because I'm not making excuses for these these Arab fanatics, but they have grown up in a war situation, in ignorance, in poverty, and in a brainwashed idiocy that students at Harvard University and people in Europe and in on the streets of New York City have no excuse whatsoever for cheering and celebrating the deliberate targeting of children of women, the gang rape of a woman who, whose body, whose bones were broken, thrown into the back of a truck and dragged through the streets. I feel like saying to every one of these people, these sympathizers who, who try to blame the victim, how, how would they feel if it was them or their sister or their daughter? Were they going to be so concerned for the poor uh, people of Gaza and, and especially to be so demonizing of, of the victims, that's the most revolting part. I mean, I can understand, you know, having concern for civilian life everywhere. I do, too. I, I don't want to see any child hurt. I don't care. You know, I mean, I, I don't think the Palestinians are as I don't think that they have a culture of life the way we do. Okay, I'm not going to say they don't love their children, but they don't love them the way we do ours. Okay, I do think it's there's a sickness there where they're they're using these children. The leadership, at any rate, does not care about them whatsoever. Uses them vilely, uses their lives as 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 cannon fodder. These these poor children. But I think there's a difference. What we've seen in, in the West goes beyond. I mean, I think having empathy for the Palestinians, the, the civilians among them, is, is fine, is, is admirable. But what we're seeing goes beyond that. It's a demonizing, a, a total refusal to see that the humanity of the Israeli victims of this, the deliberate targeting of civilians for kidnapping, for torture, the murder of children, something that I don't care who, I mean, Israel has not done, would never do. And I know there's suffering on both sides, but there is a difference. This is a war that's been inflicted over and over again on Israel. They don't want to have this be the case. These people attack and attack and attack and they lose and then they cry about it. They're keeping it going, the leadership of the Palestinians. And no one is saying, no one on the Israeli side is, is dehumanizing them, is saying that we want to hurt anybody. We want our people to be protected. We want human life to be protected. And that's the truth. And it's, you know, it's time to stand up and say that. You know, these so-called leaders in, in the Palestinian territories are using their children. This is part of the strategy. It always has been. So I, I have to say I'm shocked. I, I, it's taken a lot to shock me, Rob, but I am a little shocked. Um, not so much by the, you know, moral equivalency narrative as the, the hatred 
yeah, of Jews. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's an eye opener to me, particularly on the left here in America. You know, students at Harvard University signing a letter condemning Israel as, as Israelis are being butchered and dragged off uh, BLM protests where they're celebrating um, the, the hang gliders, the, the people who hang glided in, these monstrous terrorists to murder hundreds of people and gang rape women. They're turning it into a joke. It's just hatred. Complete hatred. And for people to stand by and not call this out. We spoke about this the other night, seeing the groups of people, the pro-Palestinian rallies. My heart goes out to the Palestinians as well, because their innocent children will be killed. But it's unfortunate that these kids are being indoctrinated into thinking that the Israelis are the enemies. When we all know that back in 2005, when Israel gave up the Gaza Strip and turned it over to the Palestinians, and then they in turn promoted or elected Hamas as their leaders, knowing that this was a recipe for disaster. And now look at where they are now. Hamas doesn't care anything about the Palestinians. They're only concerned with themselves, their own self-interest. That's all they're concerned with, backed by Iran. And for this administration, the Biden administration, not to be able to call this out, but to say we have no proof that Iran is involved in this. We, we just can't go out and say this. You had no proof of Russia collusion, but yet still you went out with that, and you had the entire media supporting it. And then I saw Andrea Mitchell the other night interviewing a Jewish woman. And instead of her asking about the woman and her children, she's asking, what are your thoughts about the Gaza Strip and what Israel is doing? Mm -hmm. Of all the, I'm thinking, are you serious? Well, but this is a media that we have. And when they show you who they are, believe them. As I opened up saying, for the past two and a half years, they've been telling us, these people are racist. These people are evil. These people are even terrorists. Jan 6, there was an act of terrorism. But they cannot call what Hamas is doing an act of terrorism when we see it. You even have some people that are denying what's going on. Oh, that can't be true. Oh, you know, they have all these special things they can do with cameras and they can do this. Yeah, they can do that. But when you have Hamas coming out telling you, we did this, we killed these people, we have it on tape. I shared the other day a video that someone had sent me in a DM of children that were killed, babies, on thread. Mm -hmm. They shut down my account. They took Who it did? down. Instagram, they shut it down. They shut it down. Mm -hmm. I also shared with them a clipping of reporters asking Democrat congressmen, what are your thoughts on what happened? In Israel, yeah. what they shut that down also, as if though that was misinformation. Uh -huh. I'm like, are you serious? Whereas you have people rioting, going into stores, stealing, killing people, and you'll keep that up.
you have people committing crime, hurting, harming other individuals on Facebook, and they'll keep that up. But the moment you present to them the truth that they don't like, they don't want to get out there, they will shut it down. This is where we are in our society. This is what it has come to. And, you know, the irony is, Rob, these Hamas, they're filming this. I mean, the only reservation I have, in addition to being pained by seeing it, of course, is that this seems to be what they want, too. They seem to want to broadcast this. And I I don't, I mean... I'm at a loss as to what to say exactly. I mean, on the one hand, number one, it should be said that our poor people, I mean, it's horrible that their torment should be viewed, period. It should be happening, number one. But in a sense, I think that, you know, it's it's important for people the world over to see the brutality, the viciousness, what utter total low-life, you know, evil, despicable, useless human beings these people are, I'm talking about Hamas, how the world would be infinitely better if they were just eliminated. So, I mean, they're, in a way, they're doing us all a favor to broadcast this shit because it's like, I mean, the Nazis were similar, except that the Nazis had apparently the shred of shame i guess you would say not decency but they had a tiny bit of shame on some level they knew i guess that what they were doing was shameful you know they tried to hide it and when the tables turned they tried to bury their crimes you know they weren't broadcasting it to the world of course there wasn't the same technology then but i think the attitude was that you know they much as they had whipped themselves up into this sanctimonious self-righteous, murderous, you know, fanaticism. I'm talking about the Nazis. They still, you know, deep down on some level, I guess, some part of them realized this was not something to be proud of. I mean, these people don't seem to have any such reservations. So, I mean, in a sense, it's good for the world to see not good, but I mean, it's, it's, they're exposing themselves as the low life, absolute monstrous useless pieces of garbage they are that they would you know everybody knows now you know what they are who they are any anyone who could argue that the world is better you know better served by these people being alive has their head so far up their ass i mean everybody sees that they're you know what nothings they are what evil, soulless, wicked, useless, unproductive, vicious, destructive, dumb, garbage, non-contributing members of the human race they are. So in a sense, it's kind of like, why not broadcast? I mean, why not view it? Because who could possibly be on their side? But then the thing that's really shocking to me is what I said before, that there are people in this country and in Europe who would rather be on their side. I mean, that's more shocking to me, probably, in a way, than what they're... I mean, it's not more shocking than what they're doing. It's equally It's the indoctrination. They've been indoctrinated the same way they're indoctrinating our children and the public school system. This is the indoctrination. 
and it's really unfortunate. And we need to step back and look and see what's happening. For the longest of times, I was all for public schools. And I never quite understood why people were like, well, we want charter schools because they're not good. Now I see why. There is an indoctrination that's going on. People can deny it, but I see it. And it's happening right before us. You look and see what the what Hamas is doing, the Palestinians, what they're teaching the children when they're teaching math. You know, if we kill these many Jews, how many uh, Palestinians are left over? At a young age, they're starting this. And these kids, they don't know any better. They're thinking these are the enemies. And I read somewhere once this little boy said that he was so terrified of Jewish people hmm. because of what his parents had told him. And then somehow he was on the playground with the little girl, little boy, and they were started playing. At first, he was apprehensive. Then he's like, wow, they're not bad. They're not out to kill me. But see, this is what they were told. Yeah. And this is what's happening now. But as you pointed out, Heather, when you have adults now, seemingly educated people that are doing these pro-rallies for the Palestinians as if though something has happened to them, and then they're laughing at what's happened to the Israelis. And, well, no, we don't care anything about them. Well, this is right. They don't know history. Some of them don't even know about the 2005, what happened then when there was a war, and then Israel said, here, you can take it, and then protect them, allow their people to come into Israel to work not knowing mm-hmm. if they're going to try to, you're a terrorist or not, they're completely oblivious to it because they've been only been told one side. Yeah. yeah. And that's extremely dangerous. You're and when right. you have our elected officials who cannot call it out, look at Rashida Tlaib. She could not call, she couldn't come out and say Hamas is a terrorist group. What they're doing is wrong. Now, she put out a tipid Twitter tweet. But it's meaningless now. And like I said, this entire administration, and we cannot let them off the hook. There are some in the media now that are saying, oh, well, they finally said it. It's a day late and a dollar short because Biden should have been out day one and denounced this and denounced Iran and denounced Hamas. We're up against a commercial break, and we will continue our discussion. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sea of Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. 
This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. As the saying goes, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Don't try to dress it up. Don't try to second guess it. If they show you who they are, you're seeing the inside of their soul. Believe them. If they start trying to put on these fake airs and laughing, no. Believe what they showed you. Because they're telling you who they are and what they will do. And we see that happening right now in the Democrat Party. As I said, for the better part of two and a half years, they screamed racism and anti-Semitic. Trump is anti-Semitic. And this person is anti-Semitic. They were always jumping on a bandwagon. They, was, they were always looking for someone to point the finger at. Mm-hmm. And now that the curtain has been pulled back and we mm-hmm. see them for who they are, Nancy Pelosi, when she was asked the question, what is your, what, what is your opinion about Hamas? She couldn't answer it. All she had to do was say what they're doing is wrong. They're terrorists. She could not say it. And here's the kicker, Heather. This is what I just don't I just don't get. They're trying to defend Hamas. Hamas couldn't care any less about them. Hamas would come over here and chop their heads off and think nothing about it. But they want yeah. to protect them. And you know why? Because they feel that, oh, well, this is where Gen X is. These, these young people, they don't, like, they don't like the Jews, so we shouldn't like them either. And they know better. They know, Jamie Raskin knows better, but yet still, he's going to try and defend Tlaib, Rashida Tlaib and say, well, I don't know what she said. You know what she said. You saw the tweet. I'm sure someone in your office showed you the tweet, and he's Jewish. But he claims, oh, I didn't see it. You saw it. Stop lying. Mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi mm-hmm. saw it. So many others saw it. Tinny Howard saw it. They all saw it. But they refuse to accept it. They want to pretend as if, though, no, we didn't see it because they're afraid that if they were to call it out, AOC, now AOC has typically called it out, but they're afraid that she will get together with her gang of radicals and then vote them out of office. They're so afraid to stand up. Mm-hmm. These are the people who are supposed to be our leaders. We, we can't call out Hamas. 
I dare say some of them have probably come across our border because of the lack of border control. Mm-hmm. And then you have Biden now, after like two, th- three days, he now wants to try to come out and speak strong about this. Now you want to do it after the damage has been done. Shame on you. Shame on you all. And I wish people would wake up and say, we refute them. We are not going to vote for them. We rebuke everything that they're saying. We're not going to put them back into office. They have no place in our democracy. Yes, you have free speech. You can say whatever you want to say. And as we said before, sometimes hate speech is covered under free speech. We might not like it. But the way they have behaved, Heather. Yeah, well, we can certainly register it, though. We're not saying they don't have the right to say it. It's just we see them. You know, we see them. I mean, I got to say, Rob, I, you know, I just. Well, I, yeah. It's hard wrenching. It it is. I mean, it, I, for the past couple of days, I've thought about this. I've looked at it. I've seen the images. And I don't know how anyone could deny what's happening. I don't know how anyone could say, oh, well, that's just computer generated. When you have Hamas saying, we did this. It's us. You have Iran saying, oh, yeah, we supported them. They're coming out boldly and saying it. Right. It's like the most incontrovertible evidence. But you have people who say, oh, no, I don't know. Possibly have. It's like it's almost like it is unprecedented. I've never... I mean, we know that atrocities have happened in different places and times. Nazi Germany, Sudan, Rwanda, you know, on and on. The Cultural Revolution in China, you know, the killing fields of Cambodia. I'm not really sure that there was ever this degree of pride and desire to advertise the utter sick targeting of the most vulnerable and innocent in the annals of human history. I'm not saying that there haven't been atrocities on far bigger scale. I just, I'm not aware of anyone being this proud of it. Ever. Usually they will deny it. There is a denial. But Hamas has boldly come out. They have congratulated themselves. They haven't tried to hide it. You look at Rwanda. They tried to hide the atrocities. They wanted to claim that it didn't happen when they were, they were killing the Tutsis. Oh, no, we didn't do this. Oh, it didn't happen. And they didn't want it on tape. Because on some but level, here, I guess they had some guilt, you know, and some shame. I mean, as horrific and horrendous as they were, I mean, there was some shred of human decency that i don't know decency may be the wrong word but you know shame there was some shame you know but the the other thing is heather as you said uh what we see here now these people are unabashedly they're they're like promoting it yes we did it we're not denying it and it's almost as if the what are you going to do to us if you try to come after us we're going to inflict more pain that's That's not to say yeah, but, but that's I, not to say that it hasn't. There hasn't mm-hmm. been atrocities in the past because you look at what happened during the Holocaust, and there are a lot of Holocaust deniers. You look at what happened with Rwanda, you look at the other devastations, but this is on a different level because you have a radical group, a terrorist group, 
that was put into power by individuals who were given everything that they pretty much wanted, and Israel was protecting them. And then they promote a radical group, Hamas, and look at what Hamas has done. Because of Hamas, they're now, they now have to suffer because of the sins of the group that they put out to represent them. Hamas, on the other hand, is like, we don't care. We know what we did. We don't care if we killed women, innocent children. It's as if though they don't have a heart and to brag about it. And then when you have foolish Americans, foolish Westerners who are celebrating this, and then you have people on college campuses like Harvard, all these groups signing a petition saying that we are for Hamas, we promote, we were what they did. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. And then to have the president of Harvard, and I've got to say this, she's a diversity hire. She's a black lesbian. I don't know if she's qualified or not. To be, she kept quiet the entire time. And then when there was a groundswell, when she saw that this might impact their fundraising, people will probably want to stop giving. Then she decides to come out, but with a tippet response with, you know, Harvard has nothing to do with these people. Everyone has free speech, but we think that what's happening in Israel is wrong. And then to have a billionaire, Ackman, to come out and say, everyone who signed that letter, we want to make certain who they are because we're not going to hire them. No, to me, that's a bit, you know, that's harsh, but yet and still. I think he was absolutely in the right, Rob. Good for him, you know. And I mean, now, they I, want, now they want to recount it. They want to take I'm their names off the list. I'm not saying censor them. I'm just saying, I mean, they have the right to say it if they want, but if, they, if they're going to say it, employers have the right to know that these are people who have uh, expressed solidarity with a group that intentionally decapitated babies. You know, I think, I think employers have the right to know that. I think that's right. way beyond the pale of normalcy. And but Heather, but right, and I and I agree. I hear what you're saying, but look at the flip side of it. Look at what they were trying to do with Trump supporters by but, saying we don't. Go ahead. No, right. no I want to hear I mean, it. Yeah, sure, but I mean, Trump's and his supporters weren't decapitating babies, and I mean, I don't. I mean. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is a level of depravity and of, of sanction Barbarism. and of something that is, you know, beyond any, you know, the pale of any humanity. And I'll tell you what, though, I mean, I might not like it, but I mean, I don't think anybody is obligated to hire anybody. I mean, you, anyway, I, I just, I, you know, I think there's a difference between censoring somebody's right to speak and, um, you know, deplatforming them and uh, throwing them in prison and, you know, and choosing not to hire them at your business if they can't keep their mouth shut about something that's completely insane. Because to me, it seems as if though that these kids, they're promoting Hamas. They're saying, yeah, do it and do more of it. And mm -hmm. to see innocent lives being lost again, and with in war, people will die. People are going to die. That's just a fact mm -hmm. of war. It's a reality. We have to accept it. But what we have been seeing, of what we saw being played out, the stories of Hamas 
going into homes, snatching children out. And I don't care how many times you say, oh, well, this is just them saying it. Hamas has come out and said, yes, we did it. And we're going to put it on TV. You can't deny that. You have the perpetrators who are saying that they did it. And for people to still try to defend and say, oh, well, no, that might be propaganda. It's made up simply because they haven't gone out and looked at it. They haven't seen it because of the hate in their heart or just being just downright ignorant. This is man's inhumanity to man causes thousands to suffer. Before we came on the air, Heather, we were talking, we were doing the pre-work, and I told you this has really weighed heavy on me. Not that when there is an atrocity that ever takes place in the, in, in the country doesn't weigh on me, but the images that I saw, I mean, I don't want to, I didn't want to see them, but I couldn't unsee them. A paired gliders coming in and ambushing innocent people who were having a good time, running for their lives, begging for their lives. Pictures of them walking grandmothers, Holocaust survivors down the streets, little old women with mothers and crying babies. You can't unsee that. That's not made up. Hamas took the video. It wasn't as if though the Israelis took the video. Hamas took the video and they released it because they wanted people to see what they were doing. There was no shame to what they were doing. There is no shame to their atrocities. They did not care. They do not care. And to see this, grandmas, Walking down the streets, probably walking to their death. And for someone to see that and to say, oh, okay, so what? Well, they deserve it. Have we become so immune in the past couple of years of the atrocities? Maybe the riots during Black Lives Matter just immune everyone that it's okay. Here we go again. Maybe that's what it is, Heather. Maybe because because we saw so much violence then that now people are just like immune. It's like, oh, okay, who else? Well, maybe but... because maybe maybe the people in Chicago, the reason why they're supporting Hamas is because they see Black lives being killed, slaughtered on the streets every weekend. That to them, it's just like another dead person. I refuse to accept that. I refuse to believe it. We are better than that. And it's unfortunate that the Democrat Party, yes, I am going to indict the Democrats on this because they have been at the forefront of this for the past two and a half years, watching as our cities burn, watching as hoodlums go into different stores and just completely trash it, and then they come out and make an excuse for it. That's what's happening now. Oh, well, they're doing it because they were oppressed, or they're doing it because they're hungry. No, you're going in and you're robbing, you're causing destruction. And then when the stores move out and there's nothing there, 
who are you going to blame? So the same thing with Hamas. Once Israel has just flattened everything out, then they'll say, oh my God, we have nothing. Well, you voted Hamas in. You wanted them to be over your government. You knew what they were. You knew what they were going to do. They were up to no good. The same way here in America, we know that a lot of these progressive Democrats are no good. Look at AOC. She refused yeah, to allow Amazon to come into Queens and, yeah. and with, a, with jobs. She stopped it. And look at so many others. Look at defund the police. And what do we have now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, in a way, it's almost, I hesitate to say this, I, I find it in a way harder to understand Americans voting for this dysfunction. Than, I mean, I don't know that the people in Gaza are actually, are they voting? I mean, I, you know, this, this is, I, I don't have any illusions about the fact that probably 95% of the adults there would tear me to pieces, you know, as a Jew. I, but I don't know that a person in Gaza, you know, maybe in their heart of hearts can feel differently. Maybe there are a few good people there who do who are trapped there. I, I, I don't know, but I don't know that they can come out and really vote for somebody else. That's, I mean, in that sense, I mean, I don't think, unfortunately, I don't think that it's, all I'm saying is, I, you know, I do understand some expression of empathy for the non-terroristic people, whoever they might be in Gaza. You know, I, I mean, I think we live in a free country where, you know, we actually do have access to a range of information and freedom and material blessing and nobody here is hungry. And, you know, there's enough social programs and support that nobody has to be starving. And, you know, it's there's really no excuse around here to be quite candid with you for somebody to support, you know, some kind of insane radicalism, um, which is. I, like I said, I mean, in some ways, I think that's also a part of the problem, that because there are all these confused people in the West, all these kids, I'm sorry, I got to say it, and I mean, some kids are smart, and this isn't everybody, but there are a lot of dumb kids in America who don't know the realities of life, and they, they glom on to this or that cause, and they're followers, and they really have access to information and, you know, freedom and they're still followers, you know? And so followers of things that are dysfunctional and foolish and negative. Um, And I think that's part of the problem. I mean, not just the kids, but other people in the West, these misguided people, the hard left, they don't understand evil Maybe some of them do understand it. Maybe some of them are evil. I, I, you know, I mean, how anyone can look at this. And, I, you know, I look, Rob, I'm not saying I can't understand being concerned for innocent life on both sides. I don't think, I think the moral equivalency thing is wrong. It's ignorant of the history and of the basic dynamic, which is that these Palestinian leaders keep doing this in every decade. They, they wage another war of some kind, conventional war. They fail. They get defeated. They cry about it. They decide to become terrorists and suicide bombing. There was decades of that, murdering the athletes in Munich in 1972. 
grotesque attacks of terrorism against Israeli schools. Um, yes, the whole era of suicide bombing, brainwashing kids and vulnerable people to blow themselves up and take as many innocent civilians with them. Rocket attack, you know, demanding, calling it an occupation. So Israel leaves and uproots its own citizens from Gaza in 2005 and gives the whole mess back to them 100%, you know, to give them what they said they wanted, which was no more so-called occupation. This is what Israel gets in return, unremitting war and bestial hatred. I mean, it's very obvious if you know the history it's just been one thing after the other. What was the problem in 1948 when five Arab armies attacked? Was that so-called occupation? No. It was because the, the tiny bit of land that is contemporary Israel was divided in two, part for the, the Arabs who were in the region, part for the Jews, and the Arabs refused to accept that and all ganged up. So it, the real issue is that they, you know, they just they're unwilling to tolerate. They're they're completely xenophobic and hysterical on the subject. They won't tolerate this other group of people living in the same place where they live. That that's what it is. I mean, that's what it's been over and over and over. It's they who are the intolerant ones. They won't accept. You know, Israel has long accepted. Most Israelis understand whether they like them or they don't. They know they have to live with these people, alongside these people. It's not we, frankly, Jews, who have the problem with it. I mean, you know, we get it. Not everybody in the world looks like you, worships like you. You have to get along with people at the end of the day. You, can't, you don't get to declare your part of the world free of this other type of person. Frankly, nobody gets to do that. I mean, who? what group of people gets to say, no, it's only me and people who look like me and worship like me who are allowed to exist in this part of the world? I mean, can you imagine if black people said that or white people said that in America? Or, I mean, you can't do that. It's not the way the world works. But they won't accept that they have to coexist. And so it's just been one thing after the next, endless brutality, while they claim that they're the victims. And the world, I mean, people don't get this. They don't understand the history because maybe because it's so insane. I mean, they just assume, oh, it has to somehow be Israel's fault. Because frankly, who would be insane enough to keep waging wars and you know sacrificing the well-being of their own children over just not being able to stand living adjacent to someone else what sane person is gonna you know forget about hurting other people we're gonna risk your own you know livelihood your own stability your own family safety because you just hate these other people so much that you have to dedicate your life to eradicating their existence i mean it's completely insane but this is what drives it. And of course, there's also manipulation and, you know, there's the, they're ignorant and they're manipulated by, by others, maybe by other Arabs that, you know, have wanted to be rid of Israel. And so the Palestinians are like the poor ones who are on the front lines being pushed, you know, forward, maybe. I know some people believe that. I mean, it's all irrational. It's irrational. And then, you know, you have this radical, these radical branches of Islam. We saw it against 
America on 9-11. It isn't just Jews. It isn't just Israel. If it weren't Israel, it would be, you know, America and Christians are the next targets because we don't bow down, you know. There's always there's there's always someone that they want to blame, but we have to be able to look at this through clear eyes and call it out for what it is. You're listening to After Dark Robin Andrew on the America Outlaw platform. My guest host tonight is Heather Robinson of the New York Post. Going to commercial break. We'll be back after these messages. Thank you. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news. Liberty and justice for all. So we're back for the last half of After Dark with Robin Andrew and my special guest co-host, Heather Robinson. So Heather, so far the U.S. has been on the sidelines watching this. And as I mentioned, Biden has typically given support to Israel. Uh, initially, we had Tony Blinken saying that there should be a ceasefire, asking Israel not to do anything and not say anything to Hamas or Iran, which to me is ridiculous. But you're hearing now that there might be U.S. forces uh, entering the region. You want to share that with our listeners? Yeah. I mean, I heard that there are. Um, I heard it from a, a Navy SEAL buddy of mine, and I was hesitant to say anything, of course, because I wouldn't want to jeopardize anything, obviously. But he said that it's already been reported, um, that there are special forces there. So, you know, God, Godspeed, Rob. I mean, I'm praying with all my heart that they get our people, our American and Israeli people, I mean, keep in mind, there are 17 Americans also being held. 
I mean, this is a huge attack, not just on Israel, but on America. And, and I don't think people realize that, that there are Americans who died or killed, slaughtered. And there are some, right, there are some that are being held hostage. Hopefully the they're, they're still girl, there. A girl with dual German-Israeli citizenship was the poor girl, the beautiful girl who was grabbed and gang raped from that music festival and paraded in her body, her naked body, thrown in the back of a truck. Mm. This is what these people, these idiots here in America, are sitting there supporting. You know, I think that 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 video should be required re-watching for all these Harvard students and the BLMs. Mm. They should sit there and watch that video, and you know, talk about how they support Hamas. And and before you know the howls begin, the tragic, horrible, unintended death of a child, which is a, a nightmare in any war situation. It's not it's not the same thing as intentionally targeting, kidnapping, torture of civilians, which is something Israel has never done, will never do. It's not the fucking same. Excuse my language, Rob. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell that to anybody. These people are ignorant. And I think that we need our American forces. We really need strong leadership, Rob. I just feel, and it's not a matter of vengeance. I mean, it's a matter of prevention. I think that the time for being on defense is past. I don't think it's acceptable anymore to just mm. respond. It's, it's horrible. It, it is completely horrible. The atrocities that we're witnessing right now. And as I said, just reminiscent of, we think back to what happened in Rwanda. And although we didn't see the actual perpetrators parading people around like they're doing here in Israel, it's not to say that it wasn't any less of a crime. These are war crimes, without a doubt. And why our government is refusing to call it out Whereas Jan 6, they wanted to say these were war crimes, these people were uh, uh, insurrectionists. I mean, they labeled them with everything, and it was so wrong. Because but here you, you know, have – go ahead, Heather. I'm sorry to interrupt, Rob. I just think I see this pattern of labeling and obsessing over things that are the comparatively more rational problems and enemies. You know, we – it does seem, you know, and I, look, I'm not trying to tear down our, our leaders. I think we need to support them now, hope for the best. It, you know, I am heartened to hear that U.S. Special Forces are there. I'm praying they, they pull something off, they, they do something, they strike hard. Um, I just think that, you know, we've invested enormous resources in this fight on the other side of the world against the Russians, which, as you know, I've been skeptical from the start. I thought was a big mistake. I still think was. But, I mean, it is complicated. And, you know, I think by pushing on it, we push Russia and China and Iran closer. Um, but I do think that we have a real enemy here, clearly, in radical Islam. As we saw on 9-11, as we see again today, what they're doing to Israelis, what they're doing to Americans. So I think there's this desire to focus on this theoretical possible 
bad outcome of what could happen down the road with Russia. Oh, Russia could have gone into uh, Finland and Estonia and all these other countries. They could have, would have, you know, maybe Chinese, China in, uh, in 20 years is going to try to come here and take over. Maybe global warming is going to destroy the world. Maybe, 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 maybe. Guess what? The terrorists have killed thousands of Americans and now they're butchering and holding hostage more Americans. Guess what? Crime is spiraling out of control in our cities. And we have a porous border and no border with drugs streaming in that are killing hundreds of thousands of our citizens every year. Guess what? We have immediate, undeniable, real problems. It seems like the left tends to want to focus, and not just the left, you know, our, our Republican establishment to some degree, too, when it comes to the foreign policy. You know, they want to focus on these macro level, long range theoreticals. They want to pour resources and really more than anything, just think and worry and discuss and spill ink over these problems that haven't materialized yet for us anyway. Maybe in theory, we could be destroyed by global warming in 100 years. Maybe not. I mean, and, and on top of it, there's very few people doing anything concrete, taking any kind of action about it anyway. So what's the point of dedicating huge time, energy and resources to something that we're not going to really make a major effort, a concerted united effort on and may or may not be disastrous, you know, as opposed to addressing real time problems and attacks that are happening now, you know, we could, we could be focusing on, on reinvigorating our police force in a, you know, in a, in a way that hopefully is healthy and, you know, non-abusive, but, you know, have a, a, a muscular and well-trained and, and, you know, decent police force in cities so that we, we help maintain some kind of public safety. We could be, you know, addressing the threat of, of, you know, this, this terror organization that's grabbed 17 Americans, killed 22 Americans yesterday I mean, as opposed to worrying that if we had, you know, 20 years from now or 10 years from now, Russia might theoretically go into another country in Eastern Europe. It's like, it just seems to me, Rob, we really, really need to focus on what the actual serious major problems are now. We need action. We need to address this. You know, there, it is no longer acceptable to be on defense with these people. I'm talking about these radical terrorist groups. They need, I mean, to put it bluntly, they're the losers of the world at this point. They don't have nuclear weapons. They don't have a functioning, uh, you know, really healthy culture. They don't have much of anything other than ability to be vicious and try to terrorize. But they really don't have... <laughs> more power than we give them and the free world needs to not be afraid of them and i don't you know i'm not a military strategist but if i were in charge you know i would give them 24 hours to give back every one of our people of our american and israeli people and then tell them you that is a humane offer you have a chance to save yourselves and if not i would rain down all hell 
I don't think this is the time to be wait and see. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know what our, 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 our government is planning or what they're doing. We have to hope they know what they're doing in Israel's government. I just think that the time for obsessing about theoreticals and comparatively more rational enemies and problems that may or may not happen and, you know, may or may not be cataclysmic in 100 years, we need to focus now. You know, we're the strongest country in the world. We have the moral high ground here. We have the right. We have the might. Time to get tough with these people once and for all. This cannot become the new normal. This cannot become acceptable that, that they start grabbing innocent civilians and torturing them across the civilized world. Because the pattern is that when they, they try something in Israel, Israel's the canary in the cave. This went, they tormented Israel for decades before 9-11. Then they did it here. So unfortunately, that's the pattern, is that when they're not stopped, it spreads. And we've been on defense. And, you know, because everybody's concerned about their civilians, they, you know, that's how they manipulate. And they, you know, they know they use our humanity and our, our you know, compassion against us. But I just, all I know is that the time for being on defense is past. We cannot afford to be... Um, soft, you know, or easy on these people. I'm sorry, we just can't. And I'll leave it to the military strategists, but I'm just saying, you know, in terms of the what and the, the tactical side, I just think that, you know, you know, I think the West isn't quite ready to do what might be have to be done. But I think that this kind of fanaticism, you know, it cannot be allowed to become the new normal. It just can't. Something I agree, has Heather. To change on our side. I agree. You know? it, it can be the new normal. And I, I can't say much more than that. You're, you've been listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. Folks, it's time to wake up and it's time to get real. As Heather said, we have the right and the might, as does Israel. Be blessed. We'll see you next time on After Dark with Rob and Andrew. Thank you. <laughs>